This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. You can reach me at mhs at altamontenterprise.com. I'm talking to Alan Kolowitz of Voorheesville. He believes that by looking to the past, New Scotland may build a brighter future. He chairs a joint village and town historic preservation committee that was awarded a grant to fund a cultural resource survey. The survey is complete and outlines three potential national historic districts in town. Terrytown, the Victorian village of Voorheesville, and Indian Ladder Farms. To be successful, he said, you need to have newcomers embrace the history and see it as their history and a continuing history. Last time we did a podcast with him, um, they had just secured a $10,000 grant from the Preservation League of New York State to do a cultural resource survey. And now that survey has been completed, and we are going to hear all about it. So welcome, Alan. And well, thank, thank I, you. Thank you for inviting me back. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's just really important work. I'd like to start before we hear the results, which were surprising to me. Um, if you could just kind of describe the process. What is a cultural resource survey? Okay. Well, the cultural resource survey that we uh, um, contracted for um, with uh, Hartgen and Associates, actually with uh, Walter Wheeler, who's an architectural historian, is referred to as a reconnaissance level survey. And, and essentially, that's a, that's a broad overview uh, of, of a, a community to, to find out what what is there and what may qualify for the a national historic register. Um, so it's, 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 it's broad. It's a, it's a broad survey. It uh, doesn't get into deep, uh, uh, you know, get into the weeds, um, but it's essentially uh, the first level to find out what, what resources, what historic resources, cultural resources may be in, in the target uh, communities or, or locations. Um, and it, it, you have to bear in mind that it's, it's, it uses the criteria for the National Historic Register, which are very high. Um, it, there are essentially three criteria um, that are looked at. One is uh, whether a site um, is associated with events that have uh, made a significant contribution to the broad patterns of the nation's history. Um, uh, the second criteria is whether it's associated with a historical person of national significance. And that's not just uh, national significance as far as politics, but in any field um, of, of endeavor. And third, whether it's architecturally significant because uh, it embodies the distinctive characteristics of type period or method of construction, or that it represents the work of a master, a master architect, a master builder. Um, and, and those are the three criteria. So, so the, the, the uh, criteria are very stringent, um, and that may, may explain why the results were not exactly what we expected and, and, and that the, uh, the survey had to be re refocused um, to, uh, um, 
from where the original grant was was written. So just to review for people that didn't <laughs> didn't follow this all along, the grant was written with the idea that the village of Voorheesville and two hamlets in New Scotland, the hamlet of New Scotland itself and the hamlet of New Salem would be the districts that might be established. So what happened instead? <laughs> Okay, well, uh, when we first wrote, uh, wrote the grant, we were told that the uh, Preservation League would not fund a, a town-wide survey. So we had to narrow it down. So we looked at essentially a triangle of the village of Warriesville, um, the, the hamlet of New Scotland, and the hamlet of New Salem. It was formed a nice, you know, sort of a, a triangle within the northern uh, um, part of the part of the town. Um, the initial uh, survey you know, was was uh, before the actual detailed photographs of, of, of structures was done as, a, as an overview. And the consultant came back to us and said, you know, you you, you have funding here for X number of, of structures. We looked at uh, New Scotland and we looked at New Salem. We looked at village of Warriesville. Warriesville clearly had some you know potential it was going to be part of the more slightly more detailed survey uh, but he said there's not a lot of structures in that in, in new new scotland that would qualify for the national register or in new salem so we will include some of these individual structures from these communities but but we don't think they would qualify for a national historic district um, so we said, okay. So what you know, what 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 you know, what is what is Plan B? He said, well, let's look at the town and find other um, potential areas within the town that could qualify, and let's uh, make that the focus. Um, so uh, Chris Albright, who really knows the town fairly well, um, went out and 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 took uh, Walter Wheeler on on a tour of of large sections of the town, um, and. Uh, Walter got back to us and said, you know, I, I, we've seen the town. There's two areas which I think have really a potential. One is the Indian Ladder Farms District. Um, and the other one is uh, Terrytown, which is just outside of the town's existing National Historic Register, the Anesquithal Valley Historic District, which has been in place since the 1970s. And he said, and also I will look at other structures within the town that uh, that Chris had, had had showed me, and include them within within the contours of 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 this of the survey. So we said, okay, that 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 makes sense. I think the town will be pleased with it. Uh, the village will be pleased that um, there will be included in it. And so let's let's go ahead with that. And that was the uh, the focus of the the actual um, cultural resources surveyor. I know when this first came out and I read it and talked to you, I personally was disappointed because I had lived in New Salem for years in what originally had been a smithy and went back part of the building to the 1700s. And I thought, oh, my gosh, there's so much history here. But you explained to me, um, just tell me what you said about uh, a local district might be possible. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that one works. of the, yeah, that was one of the recommendations. Well, let me talk about New Salem a little bit. Okay. Um, which was a disappointment for for our commission in, in general. Um, the, the problems were a lot of the structures had been been modified. 
um, the uh, the vinyl and Tin Man had been through town, <laughs> and that that is that is could potentially a killer as far as the historic character um, mm-hmm. of New Salem. And now I'm going to I'm going to editorialize now, okay? <laughs> because we, we you, know, you hire an expert to, to tell you what to tell you sometimes what you want to hear, but sometimes what you don't want to hear, <laughs> because uh, uh, and that's what we didn't want to hear. Um, I think the, the, it's almost like a catch-22. Um, if you get a, a, a National Historic District designation, it opens up tax credits. It opens up grants to allow you to restore buildings. And so if, if you don't get that designation, those uh, those elements are, aren't there. Um, I think one of the issues with, uh, also with New Salem is that um, there's a lot of history that occurred there. And New Salem has a story, but it's not been told. And so it's fairly, it's easier to look at Voorheesville and to say this was a, this was a railroad town. And even though some of the buildings may be modified, there's a lot here that still relates to the railroad. We don't have that, 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 that story yet. It's not been brought together for New Salem. And I think if that existed, it would have been easier to make the argument that uh, that you just made, which is a lot of history occurred here, and New Sa- New Salem was an older um, settlement than than Voorheesville, and I I, th- I think one of the things that our commission is going to try to do is um, put to put together a process for establishing a local historic district, and New Salem will, would be one of those those districts, and I think you know helping to give that uh, shed light on that community may 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 help. Uh, help people maybe rehabilitate homes or see the history that may that is in that community. Yeah, let's just back up and talk about the stories, because I wonder how a place knows its history. I wonder if Dennis Sullivan's terrific book, both in terms of its research and its writing, is a lot of what gave local people the idea of Voorheesville as a rail a rail town, a rail village. Um, you know, what, how, how, does, how does one create the story, the history of place? How does that happen? Well, I, I know it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, Dennis's, Dennis's history is, is huge, huge in, 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 in creating um, Voorheesville's sense of place. Um, that and also the continuity of a number of families in Voorheesville. We have a, um, even though Voorheesville is a growing suburb, there are still many families here who have deep roots within this community and remember it for when it was a, a, a going commercial town and railroad town. But but Dennis has brought it together. Um, it, it it brought brought the facts. Um, the research, but it also told the story in a very access, accessible way for the citizens here. And I think the other part of that is that the village embraced that. Um, if you go, uh, I gave a presentation to the village this Thursday, and in Village Hall, the, you know, the, the village um, um, seal has a railroad on it. You look around Village Hall, there's pictures of the railroad station. I mean, it's, 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 it's all around you. And, and that sense of, of Rorysville being a, you know, once being a commercial railroad town is is palpable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and you, it opens up your eyes when you walk down main street, which is not just a, a street that, that could, you know, that can, can use some, some more development, but a street that still retains some of the false front, uh, commercial buildings and other, other structures that are related to the railroad. And of course we still have the railroad going through town. In fact, it's going to increase. Yeah. <laughs> and there's As a little know, reminder, right? Yes, yes. There's yes. a little <laughs> reminder of that um, yeah. original witch hat station because yeah. they yeah. built the um, gazebo to kind of reflect yeah. it. But so what is it that you know about the history of New Salem? What what would its story be if someone well, were I, to put it together? I, I think it's, it was an earlier, it's an earlier settlement. Um, uh, Chris uh, Albright identified there was a Quaker meeting house there. Um, it was a, a community with a real sense of itself. I think the fire station, you know, the fire station still gives that, um, gives that sort of sense. And uh, it, uh, my, I'm, I'm not personally, um, I, I don't have that much information myself. Yeah. I haven't done the research, but I, I think if it you know, if it was pulled together, it, it would uh, would give a very compelling story. Um, I think that would uh, would would benefit that 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 community. Yeah, so you know, you, you as you know, if you live live there, right? You through, well, you I know mean, something is there. <laughs> reading this report, it's just interesting to me that people can read history in the architecture and that little cluster around the church in New Salem has a carpenter Gothic building. It has later Victorian buildings. It has the early late 1700s, early 1800s buildings. It's, it's got like all different, unlike Voorheesville, which seems largely Victorian, you know, and Indian ladder farms, which seems largely and same with Terrytown. They they yeah. each seem to be um, embodying a history of a certain period coherently, as opposed to like different yeah. kinds of architecture <laughs> over different periods of time. Um, yeah. But I I'm no no expert, so I I don't know. But neither I. But you know, you know, but it's interesting that you say that because um, our consultants saw that in mm-hmm. those those communities in Terrytown. In Indian Ladder and Voorheesville, and it makes a it, it makes a coherent argument um, for the National Historic Register. Um, the The other thing he told us is that if you try to get uh, onto that register and you fail, uh, you fail largely forever. <laughs> oh God! Because if it's rejected once, you can't come back and say, "But, <laughs> but." So, to some extent. Prematurely putting in a, an application may not be a good good thing mm-hmm. um, if there's going to be a, a ability to ch- change uh, change that. The other thing about Forestville is the story is well known outside the community. Mm-hmm. Um, when when uh, uh, Lind- Linda Mackey wrote a, uh, something up in 2018 about a potential historic district in Forestville, and of course she, Dennis Book is accessible. And and you can see that you know you can see what the more you the, the more you have a contextual um, frame to see things the mm-hmm. more you see. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's true. Yeah. So yeah. this report itself, you know, I printed it out and thought, oh, you know, how am I going to get through this? But it's <laughs> fascinating. It really reads. Um, 
it's exciting and fun to read. If you could just kind of walk us through, I mean, it starts out with a general history of the area going all the way back to the Native Americans, and then it just lays out for you, if you could describe for us each of the, um, we spent quite a bit of time on Voorheesville, so I think people have a sense of that, but tell us about Terrytown. Tell us about what makes that interesting. Okay, well, um, Terrytown is uh, represents a, what what uh, the consultant called a nucleated um, uh, farming rural community from the early nineteenth uh, century. Um, it, you know, the structures there um, have a coherence. Um, there's a number of limestone um, structures within within the uh within that community um you know the church so it represents that early 19th century um agricultural um community you know and it's intact you know it's sort of a because there's not been many changes there's not been many uh newer construction there it's you know an intact community so it's sort of rare in in that sense um as far as indian ladder farms. But wait, wait, um, before we move on to Indian Ladder Farms, I want to just, I mean, one of the things, I think it was on our Old Men in the Mountain column. Is it true? Do you know that the stones that built most of those buildings were rejected from the Erie Canal? Is that? Uh, The only story I know was was that it was the Inesquithaw Reformed Church. And that's the one that, that's the one that was printed in, in, um, for our Promoting the uh, New Scotland Historical Association's um, program on, right, on, right. on the uh, Erie Canal, yeah. and that's the only one I've heard. But the okay. limestone is there, yeah. And uh, that's interesting because you, you probably, in reading report, you know that one of the one of the secondary recommendations was a thematic district focus on limestone stone buildings, um, and we have a lot of them in the town, um, in both the Nesquithaw historic district in Terrytown and a number of other structures that uh, the consultant identified, as well as in bordering um, Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we always, uh, well, if you're, if you're interested in history in the state, you know, you, you probably heard that Hurley in, in Ulster County is, is a community that has a lot of um, stone buildings from, from the, the uh, 17th uh, uh, not 17th, but the 18th century. And it's sort of a quasi-destination. I don't think people go there. The vacation people will drive through there just to see those buildings. I think the, the town of New Scotland rivals that as far as the number of, of limestone um, structures in this southern part part of the town. Um, and the limestone was there. It was, it, was probably, it was probably quarried before the Erie Canal and used for structures. And there were probably, it was probably rejected uh, uh, some of it was rejected. You know, it's sort of like the, uh, the, the, the sort of biblical from the New Testament, the rejected stones will <laughs> and uh, have building the uh, Reformed Church in, in the Esquitha is sort of, uh, <laughs> it's sort of emblematic. Sort of a biblical. living, uh, real life <laughs> yeah. parable. Yeah. yeah. So that's fascinating. And I, I do feel like when you drive through there, it's almost frozen in time. As you say, the yes, tin man didn't yes. come through. and Maybe it's because yes, those yes. buildings were stone, but it really yes, does. Yes. And certainly and now we can segue to Indian Ladder Farms. That feels frozen in time because part of the 
um, deal they made in getting the money from the state was not to, to build, you know, to leave just the buildings that were there. It was for land preservation, yes. but it preserves the buildings as well. So tell us a little about those buildings. Yes, those 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 you know, Indian Ladder Farms. You know, people think of it often say Indian Ladder Farm, but it's actually um, the Tenikes consolidated a number of farms um, within that area, um, and it you know has a it has a coherent history. There are some nineteenth uh, um, century structures there. The, you know, the Indian Ladder Farms was 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 pulled together in the early twentieth century, um, but the architecture was very impressive for for the consultant because there's a consistency. Um, and that's one of the things that they look for 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 uh, national historic districts is, is something that defines it. Mm-hmm. And Indian Ladder Farms is defined by its by very distinct architecture. The Tenike family doesn't own all the structures within the area there, um, but so, a lot of them still maintain that that sort of look and feel of the of, uh, of the stained shingles and 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 the and the green trim, um, and. Uh, it feels it was, almost uh, like Adirondack style. What is there a name for it? Shingle style? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. It's sort of very distinctive. Yeah. I mean, you drive drive there, and you see that you know there's there's an architecture here, and everything's pulled together. Plus the the views of the Helderberg mm-hmm. and the existence of of actually active agricultural fields, which we see less and less of within within the town. I mean, we're lucky in New Scotland. We do have a couple of. Of, of, of farming operations, but we see less of it in the capital district. Uh, I think that whole um, that the whole brings it together and holds it holds it together as a as a potential district. Um, yeah. So, a couple of questions about if people want to read this report, is it online somewhere? Where where can people? <laughs> yes, it is. The uh, Voorheesville uh, Public uh, Library posted it. I haven't gone there to see it yet. Um, I plan to post it on the town of New Scotland site. I didn't want to do that until I gave my presentations to both of the uh, um, both the town and, and the village because they 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 paid for it as well as the New Scotland Historical Society and, and the grant and the uh, the I'm going to get this wrong. The Voorheesville uh, Community and School, school Foundation. Community. Yeah. Yeah, foundation. They they provided some. We had a gap of about a thousand dollars, and they provided that money. I was very grateful. I, I wrote that that grant. I was very grateful for them to to provide that um, that additional funding. So, what happens next? You've got this wonderful document now, and what what what's the next step? Okay. Well, that's that's the most important important point point of this. Um, we've uh, given presentations to both the town and the, and the village. And, and the commission had a, a, a number of, uh, of recommendations. We uh, first of all recommended that the, the two municipal boards um, invite either either Linda, Linda Mackey from, from um, SHPO, State Historic Preservation Office, to talk about the benefits of national historic districts um, to both those both those boards or or Jana Rudler who was the uh, um, the grant administrator for the preservation league so I think I think there's an educational uh, feature here that people need to know what a national historic district means and what it doesn't mean um, people have uh, false impressions that it restricts what people can do on on private property that is not the case um, and they need that people need to know and particularly the boards the municipal boards the advantages tax advantages and uh, 
and uh, grant advantages. Um, one of the points that I think is, is very important, I'll put it out there early rather than way to the end, which I, I often do in my, my presentations, is that um, I'm interested in historic preservation. I'm interested in history. But I think historic preservation should also support other things that a community wants to accomplish as far as community community development, uh, other things that, that local government wants to accomplish and should enhance the quality of life. Um, and I think those arguments can really be made, and particularly in Voorheesville, in, in that an historic district could, could help um, economic development and, and community development, particularly on, on the uh, um, South Main Street area. Um, and can support some of the things that the, the village wants to do in, in, in tying businesses to the rail trail. I mean, the rail trail is another thing is that if, if you're going to uh, brand yourself as a, as a, as a railroad town, we, we do have, still have the railroad here, but we also have the rail trail which is a major um, feature w within the county as far as recreation. Um, yeah, it's and, a huge draw. Tourism. Yeah, it's a huge draw. And I think uh, tying historic preservation to those things makes it makes it a, a inviting thing for people that maybe just have a, a a slight interest in history or 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 have no interest in history but can see how it can can help a, a community's sense of self and, and, and place and, and and actually materially uh, help help a community um, let me go back to um, specific activities um, Besides having educating ourselves on the advantages of, of a national historic district, um, uh, the commission is also developing a procedure for establishment of local histor historic districts, which I, I which may not bring in the same sort of grants and, and tax benefits, but can help a community see itself in the new light and and, and bring some 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 positive, um, you know, positive. Uh, things to a, to a community. Um, so we're working on that. And uh, I think we'll recommend that the uh, potential historic, uh, national historic districts, as well as New, New, New Salem, um, be, be one of the targeted areas for once we get that procedure established. We're also looking at um, seeing if we can move ahead with, uh, with historic districts in Indian Ladder Farms and within the village of Warriesville. Um, and you know we have to take baby steps. You know, where one of my great um, uh, advantages or, or qualities that I have is that I'm, I tend to be a planner. Um, so I'm I'm already sort of planning step three, but I, I have to I have to bring people along at step one. Um, so that's you know, that we have to start uh, start with baby steps steps there. But we're starting to look at uh, some examples of of historic districts. We contacted Shippo. And we've gotten the uh, applications that were put in, uh, successful applications that were put in by, by Slingerland um, and, uh, and Valley Falls in, in, uh, in Rensselaer, which were both, uh, both very successful. The Valley Falls one was an interesting application because that's an industrial village um, similar to uh, what Voorheesville was. Um, and uh, some of the arguments made for some of the buildings that may have been um, modified seem to hold water there in, the, in their application. They were a mill town. Um, so we're, we're looking at, at that. And there's a lot of work to do. Um, it's a little bit intimidating. 
Um, there's <laughs> going to have to be some fun, <laughs> fundraising involved. Um, one of the reasons uh, focusing on Indian ladder farms and, and, and Voorheesville is that um, we do have a business community. We have a business in Indian ladder farm, we have a business community in, in Voorheesville that can be used as platforms for the fundraising um, and, and support. Um, for for moving forward, but that's a future. That you know, that's that I, I see that happening within years, not not months. Or so your first baby step, you call it, is educating people, getting them to mm-hmm. see what an historic district is and isn't, and then from there, you're going to work to build some kind of fundraising mechanism because you need funds in order to further define the district and meet the different requirements? Is that how? Um, There's expertise that is needed to put the application together. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And grants can only take you so far. So that's one thing. The other thing is building community support. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think you, you can't underestimate um, the, the need to have community support in moving forward. You can't, you can't have um, a, a vanguard of, <laughs> of, of three people who are interested in history moving this. You need, you need to have the community support, both the government and also, also, also the, uh, the business community and, and other community organizations. So I, if, if this thing is going to move forward, um, there's going to have to be an exploratory committee that's broader than just people like me. Um, and 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 therefore, I would see that as 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 a step after the educational one is is, is to bring in other interests, other people um, to take a look at this and and to be involved in, in this process. So not just historical society members, but people that can have a vision that affects other things in the community, and yeah. they would then be part of kind of gelling interest and moving forward together. Wow. That's a great. Yes. And also, yeah, also the business community too. I mean, they, they business community needs to see the advantage um, in, in both promotion and also um, possibly tax credits. Um, and uh, in Voorheesville, which is very interested in seeing development on, on South main street um, and seeing, you know, local businesses, you, you need to, you need to, to make sure these people are aware of what this may mean for them mm-hmm. and how it may be, may be helpful. And therefore bringing them into the process is, is, is going to be important as well as this, the, you know, the school community I can see as well. Uh, there's an educational benefit benefit here. Um, we also have a lot of expertise within our communities that we uh, we we don't tap as 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 much as we could. I just you know, um, there's people you know there's people with legal expertise, uh, architectural, engineering, you know those sort of perspectives. I, I think are very very helpful. I don't I don't have them. So. Our time has flown. <laughs> I had so many oh, more things I wanted to go over. But well, can you invite me back for a third time? Yes. <laughs> can you leave our listeners with some closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I think I, 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 I sort of go, um, made my closing thought, thoughts, I think, earlier than I, I, I might have normally. Normally, when I'm you know, presenting to the uh, municipalities, it's, it's the... It, it's the importance of uh, is historic preservation and sense of history for quality of life. 
in a community, how you view your community, uh, what it what it can do for a community, um, and it's it's not it's not a separate thing or arcane thing for or historical specialists or or hobbyists or, or genealogists. It's something that can 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 really raise a community, both the old residents and, and, and new residents alike, um, and and make you see your place that you live in in a, in a new. In a, in a wonderful way. Um, so I, no, I love that. When I talked to you last time, you had this great metaphor. You, um, you said you hope people would embrace their heritage, not as a matter of genetics, a love of place handed down through family, but rather like the love that ties a marriage together. This idea that there's so many newcomers to a place like New Scotland, which is just booming. It's, it's the fastest yeah, it's growing area yeah. in the, in the, <laughs> in the whole County. Yeah. And yeah. like, who, what are they moving to? And if you think of it, not just for the people that have been there for generations, who have already the sense of ownership of history, but the people that are coming, if you think of it like a marriage, they're committing to this new place and making it theirs. So, yeah, I think that's a great vision. Yeah, it's a big vision that, that I share. And, and it's, and to, for, Historic preservation to be successful, you need to have the newcomers embrace that history and, and, and see it as their history and a continuing history. <laughs>